the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon at 106. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Uh, delicious food. They have the big deck out there now. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. Pop in and see them. Full bar, large dining area. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of Route 146. Well, I do know it's a big day. Judge Jackson is speaking on her historic confirmation at the White House. She has been now confirmed to the Supreme Court. I um I, I don't feel necessarily obligated to dip into that. Those that want to follow that news, I think they um they certainly can find an outlet and they um that can dip into that news with um Harris and um President Biden uh, gleefully looking on. I also just want to see this. Brian Crandall, few of the submissions that didn't make the cut in the Rhode Island license plate contest. Oh, they had somebody use the cooler and warmer. That's funny. Rhode Island, the pothole state. Uh, a couple other handwritten ones and then one with Dells. I like that cooler and warmer. That's actually uh, That's actually pretty good. Let me, um, I want to also just bring you up to speed, folks, on, um, uh, let's see, you really have to wonder what someone drew for a license plate proposal. So some were disqualified. Disqualified. Why was somebody dis, some license, you know, the whole license plate thing. I, I, um, I don't know. I, it's, it's evaded me. I don't understand, um. I don't understand some of the um, this. The, I, I mean, I do get the whole license plate thing, the low, low number plate. But let me just see some of them that people did have. Uh, I, I, again, I don't want to. All right. Uh, Ian Donis, former Ramundo Communications Director, Mike Rea, has signed on as a senior advisor for Sabina Matos. And then Christina Fox will be the campaign manager. Formal kickoff plan for late next week. So that race continues to uh, take shape. So everyone is, um, Rhode Island has released every submission it got, 1,000 for the license plate redesign. I am... Um, I don't know. There's just so much news going on. I'm not sure why that is is such a story. Uh, This is different. Putin triggers fears of nuclear war after showing up to funeral with a secret case. That doesn't sound like a good sign. Um, So he has someone. However... You know, as much as that's the New York Post reporting that, let's keep in mind that let's keep in mind that everywhere the president of the United States travels, they have they travel with what they call the the nuclear football, right? There's always someone with him with the codes. So I also see so they're having a press conference that Alfresco Dining is returning to Federal Hill. I see Colonel Clemens. I see Mayor Jorge Elorca, Rick Simone, I'm not sure who that man is, Dan McKee, and then I don't know who those people are either. Okay, well, anything that can help local businesses, I think, are positive. I think uh, I'm all in on that. Anything that potentially could help uh, the local businesses. Now, I want to play, again, I think it should have been... Uh, I think the media kind of helped him by not making it a bigger deal. But I want to play for you. This was Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee uh, responding to questions about the FBI probe, where he is the subject of an FBI probe. So let's hear this. Uh, 
Yeah, so I know that it certainly is a topic that is of, of discussion, and my message to the people of the state of Rhode Island is to remind them that it was a, as it was a state of emergency. Notice he doesn't that, say he's uh, not guilty. That when I came in, and, uh, you know, I think we have to keep on reminding people who are reporting on this that um, we had the lowest vaccination rate, we had the highest death rates, the highest um, infection rates. Uh, it was a state of emergency. It was a true state of emergency. So, and I never, I always did what was in the best interest of the, for the people in the state of Rhode Island. And I never overreached the authority that I had as a governor. But I would also say that when the dust settles, a question for you, uh, when the dust settles and you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to rate that story? I like Brian Crandall tries to say it's the FBI. It's not the media. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? What does that mean? All right. Who's going to have the courage to decline to take the Fifth Amendment when they appear in front of the federal grand jury? Folks, again, this is Rhode Island Governor, former Mayor of Cumberland, Dan McKee. Let's listen to him being asked about the fact that he is now the subject and target of an FBI probe. Now, someone asked me, do you think that affects, does it affect him? Who's going to vote for him in a primary when he could be indicted during the course of the election? He is the subject of an FBI probe. That doesn't happen every day. Yes, I think it affects him in the primary, no matter how he tries to spin it. Courage would be, I won't take the fifth in a federal grand jury. We want to start talking about courage. Yeah, so I know this it certainly is a topic that is of, of discussion. And my message to the people of the state of Rhode Island is to remind them that it was a, it was a state of emergency. That, uh, that when I came in, and, uh, you know, I think we have to keep on reminding people who are reporting on this that um, we had the lowest vaccination rate. We had the highest death rates the highest um, infection rates. Uh, it was a state of emergency. It was a true state of emergency. So, and I never, I always did what was in the best interest of the, for the people in the state of Rhode Island. true. And I never overreached nope. the authority that I had as a governor. No. Nope. But I would also say that. There we go. When the dust settles. Yeah. Question for you. Uh, when the dust settles. When the dust settles. And you come up empty. No, it's the FBI. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? No, it's the FBI. Yeah, it's the FBI. It's not the media, Governor. I'll repeat. It's the when FBI. Empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? Governor, if you're talking about courage, are you going to have the courage to not take the claim the Fifth Amendment? The highest death rates, the highest um, Rhode Island Governor infection rates. Uh, it was a state of emergency. It was a true it. state of emergency. So, and I never, I always did what was in the best interest of the, for the people in the state of Rhode Island. Well, no, you and I never didn't. overreached the authority that I had as a governor. But I would also say that when the dust settles, a question for you, uh, when the dust settles and you come up empty. No, it's the FBI looking into who's it. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? Well, no, Governor, it's the FBI. It's not the media looking into it. Do you understand that? I'll repeat. When you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? Well, but that's not that's not what happened, Governor McKee. All right, I want to play. Um, hey, the um, foot rubbers in the news. He's finally having his trial. Did get a press release from his camp, I believe. Um, let's see. I believe that the trial just started, and I want to, uh, I think I have, here we go, uh, no, no thank you, uh, all right, why, why am I, why is this such a, despite charges, Michael Neary will stay in the race for Congress. Trial begins for ex-school official and foot rub case. That's interesting. Now, I did speak with Michael Neary just a short time ago before we went on the air. I think I'm going to talk to him when I get off the air. And he's staying in the race, even though he's got this criminal case in Ohio. So I'll play both. I'll play the Channel 12. Let's see who has the courage to write that story when Michael Neary is... uh, 
found not guilty for terrorizing that couple. All right, here we go. Twelve News Now, breaking news on WPRI.com. I'm Tim White, a Democratic congressional candidate who was arrested in Ohio, tells us he is still running for office yep. here in Rhode Island. Michael Neary, right. who is seeking to replace Congressman Jim Langevin in Rhode Island's 2nd Congressional District, was arrested last month and charged with menacing by stalking in possession of marijuana in Miami County, Ohio. Now, according to a police report obtained by Target 12, a couple told police that Neary followed them for some 60 miles on the highway and that they were, quote, scared for their life. Neary has pleaded not guilty to those charges, and my colleague Eli Sherman was on the phone with him Friday morning and told Eli, quote, I'm still in the race and I'm not suspending my campaign. I'm not doing anything like that at the moment. For WPRI.com, I'm Tim White. He, the race goes on. Very good. Uh, the race goes on. All right, I want to play... We play the story about the foot rubber. He was in court. Um, here we go. Later. Here we go. Trial begins. Former Providence School Administrator accused of, remember, edge footness, where he was rubbing the feet of young men. He would say, hey, what kind of sneaker is that? Let me take off your sneaker. And then he would start to rub their leg and it was uh, rather bizarre. He was in court this morning. Here we go. Former Providence School Administrator accused of touching a minor's foot inappropriately is now underway. Yep. NBC 10's Katie Benoit joins us live from the Kent County Courthouse with more. Hey there, Katie. Hey, Barbara, the Hi trial there, of Owen Leonka Alege has been pushed back multiple times since he was charged last spring. Now, today in court, we heard from the victim who says he never expected something like this to happen at the gym. Olanco Lege appearing in district court this morning after pleading not guilty to simple assault and battery of misdemeanor. The suspect is accused of touching a teenager's foot at the Edge Fitness Club in Warwick last April. Alege resigned from his office job with Providence Public Schools after the allegations became public. The alleged victim took the stand today as the prosecution showed a video from the gym. The teen says Alege approached him asking him about his Converse sneakers and made him feel extremely uncomfortable as he took off his shoe without asking and massaged his foot. Alege also asked for a special type of hearing, saying work police used false statements and admitted, omitted information to obtain an arrest warrant. That request was denied. And of course, we'll keep you updated here on NBC10 throughout the day as this trial continues this afternoon. Live in Warwick, Katie Benoit, NBC10 News. Okay, so we're going to try to get the latest on that. Um, I think I just, someone just said, I think, that President Zelensky was on uh, TikTok Live. I haven't... Um, look at these people. The Ukraine war is just a distraction. Distraction for who? Tell that to the people being bombed and killed. Distraction for what? <laughs> for what? What is wrong with people? I, I don't know. I Maybe I know it's a Friday. I probably shouldn't focus on a lot of the nutcases. Let me see if I can find them. Um, President Zelensky was live on TikTok. So, Edge Footness last April, taking off the boys, charged misdemeanor simple assault battery, used false statements, obtained an arrest warrant. Um, hmm. I, I don't know. It's pretty nice out to be inside on uh, something like this. Let me see. Is that true that President Zelensky was live on TikTok? I have not heard that I want to just was he actually live I want to find that out folks and again I know um, I don't know if he was hmm oh let me try that Uh, is that no, that's not him. All right. I I don't think that's him. I don't believe that is. I would think he would have a lot of followers if if there was a real account from him. 
But you don't know if someone's just doing a tribute account to him, so to speak. All right. I want to get to uh, some of the news of the day. And obviously, folks, I um, continue to uh, the, the, the war is just fascinating. It just is. And um, and where this is going to lead. All right. So Judge Brown now, she's confirmed um, that. That's part of it. The president gets to select who's going to be on the Supreme Court. It's part of the power of of having the White House. And I'm very confident that in 2024, some Republican will uh, win the White House. Let me just see this. Starting next month in states from Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, Alaska, former President Trump uh, will see his influence tested. Some high stakes GOP primaries. That's true. That is very true, as a matter of fact. Um, let's see. Uh, NBA playoffs are one week away. Tiger Woods is doing very well at the Masters. And then I, I know it is uh, opening day for baseball. And it seems like they have a nice day. It certainly seems like they have a nice day. Um, but let me get to, you know, this story is wild about these uh, the impersonators. I think Martha Raddatz has this. Folks, let me hear the two men. Have you heard about this? Very, very, yeah, it is Martha Raddatz. Chief Global Affairs Correspondent, Really good reporter. I want to hear this. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Michael. This morning, the mystery deepens. Those two defendants accused of showering Secret Service agents with gifts and housing said in court they had no money for a lawyer. So investigators still trying to figure out where the funding came from and who might be behind all this. This morning, stunning new allegations about the two men accused of brazenly impersonating Homeland Security agents and duping members of the Secret Service. Allegations now sparking national security concerns. The men in court yesterday. Federal prosecutors saying that over the course of two years, Hader Ali, along with his accomplice, Arian Tahirzada, provided Secret Service agents with lavish gifts, free apartments totaling $40,000, iPhones, a flat screen TV, surveillance system, and that Tahirzada offered to buy a $2,000 assault rifle for a member of the First Lady's protective detail. The government saying one of the men claimed to have a connection to the ISI, which is the Pakistani Intelligence Service, and that agents found visas showing a history of travel to Pakistan and Iran. Four Secret Service employees are now suspended. The investigation still underway. FBI agents seem gathering evidence at the D.C. apartment building where the defendants allegedly operated. And prosecutors say searches of their homes and cars have already turned up weapons, ammunition, body armor, gas masks, a drone, and a binder with a list of every resident in their D.C. apartment complex. Neighbors shaken. Scary, like, you know, it's a place of living. I just came home and then there's FBI agents and what's going on. A good question. A detention hearing is scheduled for today to determine whether the men should remain locked up. But with all those unanswered questions, prosecutors would very much like to see the men stay behind bars. Guys? Bad questions. Something about this so, hearing just does not pass. Uh, absolutely. That is such an odd... I have no idea why this was going on like this. So, and obviously they don't either. Um, I want to go to um, folks again. I believe this is real. Some people may think it's fake, but the Russians bombed a railroad railway station in eastern Ukraine. And as a result of that, 30 people were killed and 100 others were injured. So I want to go to... um, this is the report on this. James Longman's a very good reporter. 
Yeah, good morning, George. Kyiv uh, has been saved, basically, by a Russian invasion, although it is now creeping back to life. You can see this uh, office block now. The cleanup has begun. But Russia's attacks now are focused on the east of this country, a devastating attack on a train station there. And a warning, these images are very distressing. This morning, the Kramtorsk train station in Donetsk hit. Civilians have been crowding the station every day after being warned to evacuate before Russia's renewed offensive in eastern Ukraine. The attack left at least 30 dead and over 100 wounded. Speaking before NATO, Ukraine's foreign minister warned that the battle for the region will be devastating. The battle for Donbas will remind you of the Second World War with large operations, maneuvers, involvement of thousands of tanks, armored vehicles, planes, artillery. President Zelensky has called for even bolder sanctions and additional military aid. Ukraine's him saying Ukraine needs weapons that will allow us to win on the battlefield. And this will be the strongest sanction against Russia of all possible ones. They want to stop a repeat of this. The northern town of Borodjanka, reduced to rubble by Russian planes. Recovery teams finding bodies under flattened homes on a near daily basis. Ukrainian President Zelensky has warned the findings here could be worse than the atrocities already uncovered in Bucha. We saw for ourselves the horror in that town. Bodan took us inside his apartment building, which he says was struck by a Russian missile. He shows us his friend, incinerated by the blaze it caused. I want the whole world to know the truth about what's happening here, he says. I only blame the Russian military for this. Maria cries in the kitchen of her future home, remembering her son Dima, shot dead, she says, by Russian forces. He would run up and down, helping people in the basement, she says. I can tell that she's very proud of him. How can I not be proud of my son when he was such a great person? Russia has been voted off the United Nations Human Rights Council, and now the European Union has approved a fifth round of sanctions, freezing the assets of several Russian banks, banning coal imports, and banning access to EU ports for ships flying the Russian flag. Also this morning, a major admission from Russia. We have significant losses of troops, and uh, it's, it's, it's a huge tragedy for us. The true number of Russian losses is difficult to know, but the US estimates more than 10,000 have been killed here. But the Russian attacks continue. In Kharkiv, black plumes of smoke in the sky after another Russian missile hits a bread factory. Now, Ukraine has done an extraordinary job of defending itself so far with Russian help, but the fight in the east will be different. Russia already occupies large parts of that region, so they'll be better able to resupply and support their troops, and that is why Ukraine wants so much more help now. George? It will be a fierce fight, okay, James? Thanks, for You know, again, folks, this... um. Good afternoon. Right now at 128, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Oh, we have to make our phone calls. I want to play uh, just one more piece of sound here. It is, um, you know what, John Francis is actually uh, very knowledgeable. We're going to talk to him and then... Uh, Someone asked me to replay the exchange between Matt Gates and uh, Secretary Austin. So let me play this one. Requesting but. today is going to help you make assessments that are accurate in the face of so many blown calls. You, you've, you've seen what's in our budget. You've seen how the budget matches the strategy, and so I'll let that speak for itself. Well, I mean, I've also seen that we're behind, Secretary. We're behind in hypersonics. We failed to deter Russia. Last year, China so what do you, what do you, what do you mean we're behind in hypersonics? How, how do you... Okay, how do you, who do you, who's ahead in hypersonics? How, how, do you, how, do you, how, do you, how do you make that assessment? I don't know. How, may, I make that assessment one, because China is wielding hypersonic weapon systems and we are still developing them. I make that assessment because Russia actually used one. By the way... Your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are, are you aware of the briefings we get on hypersonics? I am certainly aware of briefings that we provide to, to Congress. But it's, it's not just the hypersonics. It's all over the world. It's in Taiwan, where China last year flew more sorties than ever before. It's North Korea on pace to shatter prior records, the number of missiles that they, that they are testing. And so while everyone else in the world seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, assess... You know, it's, it's, again, this is the most capable, the most combat-critical force in the world. It has been, 
and it will be so uh, going forward. Not if we continue down this path. To do this. Not if we embrace socialism. The, the fact that you're embarrassed by your by your country. By oh no no, no country, I'm embarrassed by I'm, your leadership. I am not embarrassed for my country. I wish it's we were not losing to China. I wish we saying. were. You know what? The that's you know that is so. That is so disgraceful that you would sit here and conflate your failures with the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept at bay for months. You totally blew those calls. And maybe we would be better at them if the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism. Has it occurred to you that Russia has not overrun Ukraine because of what we've done? And our allies have done? But that was baked into your flawed assessment. That? that was baked into your flawed assessment. And so yeah, I saw that the Obama administration that we tried to Ukraine destroy our military by starving it of resources. And it seems the Biden administration is trying to destroy our military by force-feeding it wokeism. I yield back. Again, um, I think that a lot of the folks, and again, good afternoon. It's um, 1.31 on this Friday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I think that you're going to see more pushback of people that basically say they, they just don't want to keep going the, the level that we're going, whether it's the defund the police. I believe in the elections coming up, there's going to be pushback against all these candidates that are against the police, anti-police. I think a day of reckoning is coming. All right, let's... um. Let's see if we can reach John Francis with competition shooting supplies. Now, uh, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And not only um, is he so uh, knowledgeable, meaning John Francis, but on top of that, uh, he also has, I want to just check his Facebook page before we call him. Uh, let's see. Oh, he got a new Springfield Armory Hellcat, nine millimeter. Also got a uh, Taurus, nine millimeter. He's got some nice new inventory in right now. And uh, let's see if we can get him on the line. Right now it's one thirty-three. It's Friday afternoon, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. Let me. Um, to see if we can reach our leader in the form of John Francis. Let me, um, where's my, uh, boom, boom, boom. Um, hmm. I don't see it there. Oh, here we go. All right. I don't know what the, what is the drill with that? All right. Well then, let's see. We have John Francis. We're going to reach him right now at Competition Shooting Supplies, folks. Or again, so knowledgeable. Let's see if we can get him on the line on this uh, sunny Friday. By the way, this looks like a nice day outside. And we'll see if we can uh, reach our leader here. On the John DePietro show, who again, I was, um, I just saw him and he's just so knowledgeable also, not only about that, but also about history. He's got a lot of thoughts also about the war in, uh, you, oh, all right. I have dialed the wrong number. What is one? What is wrong with you? Seven, two, seven, seven, two. Oh, okay. One, what is wrong with you? Sorry, folks. It's been a long week. I certainly need the weekend to get caught up on sleep, which I think I will. All right, now I should be calling John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies on this Friday. Very sunny Friday, by the way. Um, and they are open today and also tomorrow. And he was very active. Folks, joining us on the line right now is the Defender of the Faith. It's our friend at Competition Shooting Supplies, John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. Welcome back to the land of the home of the free of the brave. Thank you very much, John. As you know, I uh, I kissed the ground. After that, I want people to know that before I left, uh, John Francis was, I, I was not disillusioned, but he was uh, very accurate with his depiction on the situation over there. 
and I did tell him that he uh, was right. It was very rough. And uh, John Francis, um, I won't keep you, but I, I, I was, you have a lot of knowledge about the Ukraine military. And you were sharing with me of an individual you spoke to that said, boy, pound for pound, they, this is not like the, you know, the Iraqi or Afghanistan military. The Ukraine military, they're the real deal. Yes, they are. And so um, my girlfriend uh, has uh, a relative who is in one of their special forces units. Uh, and she talks with him and as often as she can. And uh, she mostly gets to talk more with her aunt and her other her other cousin, his sister. Um, so, you know, we get a pretty good in real time what's going on there almost every weekend. Wow. And, you know, the, uh, um, you know, the Russian public is being led to believe that, you know, these, this massacre that went on in Bucha is, you know, oh, it's staged, it's fake. Yep. It's not. No, we it's know not. That, yes. But the, the Russian people are being lied to, uh, and it, it, and it, and it will, it will come out eventually. Yeah. John Francis, and also, you know, you, you and I seem to be on the same page. What we need to do is give the Ukrainian military what they need. This, they're a very capable military force. Pound for pound for pound, uh, they are, in fact, I mean, it's, I think the proof is in the pudding. Um, they've clearly demonstrated that they are not only uh, as capable as the people they're fighting, maybe more, probably more so. Yes. And they're, do- and they're doing it with a lot less. Think of that. And, uh, and John Francis, it's another example. If we would simply provide them with some of the high-power weapons we need, they would certainly continue to maybe even take it to the Russian military in the skies. Uh, absolutely. And um, uh, they would, uh, I, not only just the sky, but on the ground as well. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see what the introduction of Poland giving them uh, more tanks, which they desperately need. Yes. Well, John Francis, again, your assessment of me going over was right on the money. As a matter of fact, at one point when I was over there and things seemed a little dicey, the one thing I thought was John Francis at competition shooting supplies was right. I've never seen so many long guns in my in my life. But then again, it is yeah. it's a war zone. It's a conflict. When you walk in, you got to know what you're walking into. That's right. And so. you know, and to, and to kind of put uh, it, it, it into a bit of perspective, you know, what's happening there uh, is exactly one of the reasons why our Second Amendment to the Constitution exists. That's right. That's exactly. That, right. I mean, certainly, I I would agree that it's extremely and and highly implausible that the mainland U.S. would ever get invaded. But 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 again, but during World War II, yeah. you know, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, um, you know, the the folks at the Pentagon were were crapping their shorts mm. because our West Coast was wide open. That's right. for, an, for an invasion by the Japanese military. That's right. And the only thing that stopped them. Was the fact of that virtually uh, of the widespread private ownership of firearms by the American public? Wow. Now, speaking of that, and again, folks, we speak with John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. You, uh, first of all, you, you have good good inventory right now, and on top of that, uh, on this Facebook page, what can you tell us about the Springfield Armory Hellcat? Yeah, so that's the new Hellcat Pro. Uh, so it's a slightly larger version of the concealed carry model. So it has a four-inch barrel. Uh, instead of an 11 or 13-round mag, it has a 15-round mag. So it's a little bit longer grip. Uh, it's got the same sight setup as the smaller model, and it is optics ready should someone want to put one of the miniature red dot sights on it. John Francis, before I let you go, I want to just come back to you are a student of history, and there are... There are guidelines and understandable rules of engagement in war. What we're seeing that, you know, however it was ordered by Putin, but what was done in some of these areas like Bucha, that, that, that goes beyond the realm of the conduct of war, acceptable practices of war. That, that is, 
as, as you had said, that, that is basically genocide and they're just yeah, executing it is, it, people. It, 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 it is genocide. Yeah. And it is, exactly, it is exactly the kind of behavior that the Germans, the Nazi, the, the SS version of the Nazi, of the German military inflicted on uh, both Russian and Ukrainian civilians during World War II. Wow. And, and I, now, and, and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, you know, flabbergasted and astonished that given their, given the history of what happened during World War II and how many tens of millions of Russian soldiers and civilians were, were uh, uh, killed by the German, you know, by mostly, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think that the, 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 the actual Nazis did a bunch of the, uh, as far as the killing the civilians, the, the people have to, there is a, there was a, a distinct difference between the regular Wehrmacht huh. and the SS. Wow. And, you know, so the SS was absolutely brutal. Um, you know, as far as they were concerned, uh, if you didn't meet their genetic definition of a person, you, you were less than, you know, you were nothing. Wow. Well, John and Francis, that was in their view, you know, gave just and gave gave them the right to exterminate whoever they wanted that didn't right. meet that viewpoint. I'll say this though: the information you have, the pipeline that you have, it has been right on the money as far as the accuracy of of what's going on. And and just, I'm so glad that you say that because that's the new pushback of Russian propaganda that the atrocities are all fake, they're all crisis actors, none of that's happening. That that is not the case. That it that has been happening. That did happen. Yes. Yeah. Now, John Francis, what are your hours for today and also for tomorrow? So today I am here uh, ten to six. Uh, tomorrow uh, we're here nine to four. My hours on Saturday have changed a little bit. Um, so instead of four thirty, I'm now here till four. Okay. Um, uh, we're doing pretty well on ammunition. Good. Uh, I've got twenty and nine millimeter range ammo. I've got 22 LR. Uh, I do have some 45 ACP, not a lot. Um, 223 and 556 has been um, uh, very difficult to get again for me, but I am expecting another shipment next week, hopefully. Um, and I hope to get some 12 gauge target ammo uh, next week as well. I got plenty of cleaning accessories, and we've got a really good selection. Of assorted, uh, you know, handguns and some, you know, defense shotguns. Uh, so we're doing pretty well there. And I want to remind people: if you're listening right now, and maybe you need to be a little more liquid, or maybe you have some firearms, or maybe you inherited a collection, whatever it may be, if you'd like to, please contact John Francis Competition Shooting Supplies. You could either possibly sell them to him outright, or maybe sell them on consignment. But there's definitely a uh, an audience of people that'd be very interested in them. Absolutely. All right. John Francis, great job as always. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, John. You too. All right, folks. There it is. John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 143 on uh, what is seemingly a delightful Friday afternoon, and I'm uh, so glad to see it right now. And uh, let me just check. I know we do have the weather forecast, but it looks like, boy, nice sunshine for the remaining part of the afternoon. And then tomorrow, a little bit of a chance of rain, but temperatures next week. It's, you know what, it's, it's nice spring weather. It's nice spring weather. Now, I want to bring you up to speed on all the, the news of the day. And, and you just heard there is obviously now pushback with uh, Russian propaganda. You know, this is interesting with this... Um, election in France, that if in fact France goes for the more conservative, France turns right. Um, I, I think they are in need of a better leader. So I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly. And, and again, I'm not, you know, I, I, we did go international, but I'm not exactly about to turn it over and just do a um, complete international program. Let me say this. Uh, Moscow missile kills 50 civilians waiting to evacuate. Zelensky tells 60 minutes what he saw in Boca. Russia war dead. Belly slogan, no one left behind. Oh, yeah. Putin took a nuclear briefcase to a funeral. Bans all troops from social media. He still has, has allies, though. 
He still has allies and closer to home. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu hopes to transform her adopted city. She's off to a, uh, a very rough, rough, rough start with the new mayor of Boston. Let me just also check some other news on this uh, Friday afternoon. And it, folks, it does feel good. Again, right now at 144, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I want to once again thank everyone for all their support. That was not an easy broadcast to pull off. I want to thank JR. I want to thank Jeff Camacho. I hope he's feeling better. Um, but we just got so much uh, incredible feedback from people that truly enjoyed our uh, broadcast over there and firsthand interviews. And then also, listen, it was remarkable for me to enter Ukraine. Granted, I had to abide by some of the guidelines that they had set up where, you know, quite candidly, they don't know who I am. They don't know if I am somehow a Russian asset trying to film to see what they hit, did not hit. Um, they are defending their country. It's a war zone. Um, people continue to ask me, what was it like? And I, I tell them quite candidly, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Uh, it, it is a grind trying to do a broadcast from the border of Ukraine and Poland or being in Ukraine. It's, it's hard. It was hard. I was tired. I'm still tired. Uh, but it was worth it. It was. And again, I appreciate all of the uh, accolades of everyone who's been uh, very, very complimentary towards our coverage. Now, I want to um, let's also get on our friend Marie, who I enjoy talking to. It is uh, unusual. We were able to talk to her from the war zone. But it is a nice sunny day. Uh, and let's see if we can reach Marie. At it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, who focus is doing the work of the Lord with just trying to keep people healthy. And this is a time. Hey, look what's going on with the, the outbreak. Folks, there she is joining us on this sunny Friday. It is our friend, the Queen of Health, Marie. Good afternoon, Marie. Good afternoon and welcome back. Thank you very much, Marie. And I did t- kiss the ground when I finally landed. It feels so good I'm to be sure back. And we have a sunny Friday. And I want people to realize that there's a COVID outbreak in D.C. So whether it's Gina Raimondo or Nancy Pelosi, between allergies and just spring, Marie, people need to continue to focus on their health. Oh, absolutely. Always. Always, always focus on health. Focus on that immune system. Focus on stress management. Absolutely. A lot of people are feeling stressed. Could you just touch on some of the products that you might recommend for people that want to deal with their stress? Yeah, we have a number of products that are helpful. If someone's looking for something herbal, um, there's a company called Gaia makes some things. They have lemon balm, lavender, um, just some nice herbs in them that that help to to calm. We also have something called Gabatrol that works well with the L-thiamine, which is an amino acid, and GABA. Um, There's always CBD that can be helpful too. We have teas that can help to relax. Again, you know, the lavender, the lemon balm, um, passion flower, or a lot of different um, chamomile herbs that you can just you know, drink as a tea or take as a tincture or a capsule that can help. Folks, again, we're speaking with Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road at Cumberland. And Marie, I received the nicest email, your new biggest fan. Her name is Eileen. She's heard me mention you. She's driven by, I don't know how many times. She finally popped in. I'm not sure when. She could not get over your selection on tea and also service. I'll bet, I'm willing to bet that those are things that you hear quite a bit. The incredible selection you have on tea and also the service is just the best. Well, we try to provide as good a service as we can. We we like to think that people come in, strangers, and leave, you know, friends. So we just try to help in any way we can. Now, you also helped. I got an email from Donna that says that you recommended some CBD for her pet 
he is an older, I'm not sure exactly, it sounds like it was a big dog, and she was amazed at how well her dog is moving better. So you have a new fan that have, uh, have hooked her on some of the CBD products for pets. We have a lot of dog fans. We, we've helped quite a few with the CBD. Mm. Folks, it is, it is a lifelong commitment to health is what it is. And she's at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, it is finally spring. It's a nice day. I see puffy clouds. I see blue sky. But the big question people are wondering is what are the hours for the rest of today and also tomorrow, Saturday? We'll be here till 530 today and then tomorrow from 9 to 4. And speaking of stress, how are you managing the pressure of being the queen of health? <laughs> I'm trying to just, you know, take it one day at a time. All right. Keep up the good work. I will see you soon. I'm trying to figure out when, but I will be in to see you very soon, my friend Marie. Okay, All have right. a great day. Thank, Thank you, you, folks. There it is, Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. So right now, it's 151, and um, you're listening to the Don DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I also want to thank, from our trip... Uh, one of our big supporters and sponsors was Surplus Provisions, quality military surplus. Folks, as I was wearing the tactical gear, and let me just be very clear. Anyone that enters into a war zone, I mean anyone that enters into an area where there's conflict, you, you have to be protected. And one of the reasons I felt confident going in was because of Tanya and Frank at Surplus Provisions. And so pop in. This is a unique store. They do a tremendous amount of business in New England. They do a tremendous amount of business all over uh, for people from New England or just online. And this unique store, by the way, they also have a very strong Facebook presence. Surplus provisions, quality, military surplus, tactical gear, survival gear. You know, I am hearing people worried about where this whole thing is going to go. And so you may want to take a trip in to see my friends at Surplus Provisions. The only, one of the only reasons that I entered into an area of conflict in Ukraine was because I felt I was properly protected because of Tanya and Frank at Surplus Provisions. Pontiac Avenue, Chris, one mile from Garden City. Folks, it's 153. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, this portion of the program, I also want to remind people, maybe you're thinking that you'd either like to sell your home right now or maybe any type of real estate transaction. Two words come to mind. Pat Elston. Call her. 401-474-5253. Caldwell Banker Realty. Based out of Cumberland, 20 years experienced, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, specializes in residential investment property sales. And on top of that, she has helped so many people. Every time I mention her name, I get an email from someone. She either helped them find their first home, helped them sell their home, helped them find a piece of property they're looking for. Folks, When it comes to real estate and right now in this market, it's no time for amateur hour. All due respect. You don't want someone to say, I feel good about this. I really haven't been doing it that long. You want someone that says, I know exactly how we're going to proceed here. Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. 401-474-5253. Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. I tell the story. Someone I know. They sold their home in 27 hours. Do you know how much more they would have gotten if it had maybe they had waited and it took them 27 days? Maybe they priced it or their realtor priced it a little too low. 27 hours. I think they didn't have the right person. It When it sells that quickly... Whoever advised you to go with that price underestimated the value of the home in the market. No. Easily, easily could have gotten more than what they got. Easily. For not much longer. I'm not talking 27 months. 
But, you know, and granted, did they want to sell? Yeah, they were a motivated seller. I don't know if they were that motivated. <laughs> I think if someone said, hey, listen, um, if we priced it 50000 more, I still think I could sell this like within two to three weeks, maybe a month. I think it'd be worth it. But anyhow, you won't have that problem if you go with a real pro like my friend Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, I am looking forward to the weekend, but again, we're going to be back into the mode of breaking news. If there's breaking news, we will jump on it and bring it to you live, especially now. We're going to start to get into the, the real stretch, home stretch here with the elections. With the elections, and there's a lot at stake. As you know, I'm also just looking at this headline McKee throws cold water on idea of a gas tax holiday. You know, he absolutely has an aversion to any type of tax cut. I don't know what it is. I don't fully understand it. But Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, um, he just has this aversion. And no point does he, you know, actually, I know the reason why. I'm just against it. He'd rather take the money and then try to shop for some votes and buy himself some votes. So... Um, it's wrong. It's the wrong way to do business. Let alone he was giving out all those bonuses and continue to all those state workers with our money, with your money, with our tax money, setting a very dangerous precedent by doing that. Uh, no, that should not be happening. Of course, there should be tax cuts. You know, I'll also say this, this business that some of the progressives want to go after some of the nonprofit agencies and start trying to charge them for taxes, that's a very dangerous precedent to be in. So, and I recognize, for instance, you know, there's people say they want to charge Providence College. Providence College, you take Providence College out of that area in Elmhurst, then what do you have? All those PC students, they generate an awful lot of money for that area. And the PC Friars, they generate tremendous revenue for the Dunkin' Donuts Center, for the restaurants and businesses around there. Some of these people, and by the way, these are people that they, they, they would never be enough. There's never enough. So, you know, there, there are, they provide, whether it's, that has been the norm. They're tax-exempt status. And there are some people that just decide they want to start rewriting rules. And that's just not the way it works. So, and there's a push to do that. And it's these progressives that want to do that. Um, It's wrong. No. A lot of those institutions, they bring a lot in, whether it's Providence College or RISD, you know, uh, you, you don't see other cities starting to do that. Think of the amount of space a lot of the colleges take up in Boston. But you don't see the city of Boston suddenly going to Harvard and MIT saying, oh, we're going to revoke your non, your tax-exempt status. Think of the money that the colleges bring to Boston and the young workforce and everything else. It's very valuable to have that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're open. They're waiting for you at the Lodge. Well, folks, it's 159. It's the John DePietro Show. Feels good to be back. I want to thank everyone for all your support. I hope you enjoy your coverage. Big uh, thank you to JR. Hope Jeff feels better. I want you to stay tuned. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. We're back Monday at 11. And WNRI, Socket. W-N-R-I.